0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is your favorite podcast host, or at least the one that you listen to periodically, Jason Courtney. In studio, as always, with my good friend, business partner, and chief engineer, Olin Hyde. Olin, how's this fall weather treating you?
1: Nicely. Um, You know, it's been kind of cool, but it's, it's North Florida, and a lot of people don't understand what that means if you're not from this area. We'll go from like 100 degrees during the day to like 40 at night, and you know, so you wake up and you need a jacket, but by but 10 by o'clock
0: lunch you want to be yeah <laughs> naked, and by the time the sun goes down again, it's it's, it's um, cold again. Yeah, it's yeah. ready for fire. Yeah, so but it's been good. Like, it has. It's been enjoyable. I've been jet setting around the country. So I was in Chicago with you. Uh, two weeks ago, I was in Denver last week and it was actually colder here in Pensacola than it was in Denver, surprisingly. So yeah,
1: we have yeah. one of those weird cold Crazy. fronts that yeah. move down.
0: Yeah. So we're back in studio recording another podcast, drinking some bourbon. We got some Mictors bourbon, small batch, yeah. and, uh, I'm excited to try it.
1: Always solid. Oh
0: Yeah. That's good. So it's uh it's a light I say light, it's forty seven point five percent alcohol by volume, ninety-one point four percent proof. Um it's got some great flavor notes and I I can actually taste the bitters pretty well too. Yeah. Mm.
1: Just chilled today because we didn't have large ice cubes.
0: Yeah, we got a new fridge slash freezer here at the office, and uh, somebody moved over our empty ice tray. We appreciate that, <laughs> whoever you are. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And then I got here. I've been out of the office for almost four weeks, and go to fill up the ice tray, and what happens? The water's empty. Yeah. In, <laughs> in the filtered water machine, which was one of my chief complaints when I was in the office every day, is like people just empty it and leave it instead of I like I get it, it's heavy there's a, several ladies in the office like I, I'll change it it's not a problem it's just going up there and it being empty is so frustrating so, <laughs> and of yeah. course that's the day that you know, you're in here and it happens <laughs> of course that is the law of Jason so man I'm enjoying this drink I'm gonna take another sip and then we'll jump into it well what are we talking about today <laughs> well we're uh, we're Freestyling a little bit, but I, uh, I do want to talk to you. You got a, an exciting opportunity that we haven't really talked about on the podcast yet. So you want to, you want to bring everybody up to date on what is Olin Hyde doing,
1: killing himself. That's all pretty much
0: yeah. morning, noon, and night, right? Yeah.
1: Burning the candle at all ends at once.
0: So let's see two kids, a wife that works a full-time job, a puppy, A big puppy, a massive puppy, like small horse puppy. Yeah. Moved in less than 10 days. Interim soon to be official president of Courtney pride, LLC office pride of Pensacola
1: project manager for scooters,
0: project manager for scooters, coffee development, Pensacola, South Alabama. (laughs) <laughs> so all that was not enough guys he he has all that on his plate and he said you know what i'm gonna start a brewery and so heck six eight months ago you start out buying some land you and a business yeah. partner um as we have learned in scooters the <laughs> permitting process and process to get anything productive for society done is excruciating
1: Yeah, and the city of milton's worse than gulf breeze believe it or not wow
0: so he decided, you know what, this is, isn't fast enough after six months. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. decided, you know what, we're going to change this up. And had the opportunity to acquire another local brewery. Yeah, And so now you're running. Closed
1: it. Closed it. Did a little spruce enough. Bought
0: it, closed it, refreshed it, reopened, same name. Yep. You're going to transition later to your name. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, so and it's a full brewery with. 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 Food. Food, kitchen, yeah. Yeah, no liquor kitchen, yet. No liquor, maybe ever. I don't know.
1: That's a tough one. Yeah,
0: I so I maybe not
1: in the brewery part, but uh, downstairs. Yeah, it's in an old post office that has a basement, which is highly unusual in Florida. Um, but yeah, we're talking maybe you know speakeasy down in the basement, so maybe there's some liquor down there.
0: Okay, because as many of you are aware, I'm not a big beer drinker, but as many of you know, I am loyal. My friends. So as soon as I flew in from Denver, we came up in, um, was it? No, it was Chicago. Yeah. As soon as we got back from Chicago, um, cause we stayed an extra, you had to come back for the grand opening. Um, we stayed an extra day or two to celebrate our birthdays and then came back and immediately went up there. And I'm going to tell you what guys, I had one of the best strawberry ciders Ciders, I've ever had. I mean, probably the best cider I've ever had outside of none. Like it was just a great cider. Uh, yeah, but everything we tried was delicious. We, we had several, I mean, we ordered four or five food items and just like shared bites yeah. with everybody. We had the pretzel bites with the beer cheese, which does have a little bit of heat, you, yeah. you know, a lot of bit of heat for me, but I'm kind of a pansy. Uh, we did the tachos. Uh, was that a spinoff from one of your favorite locations in no, Pensacola, no, or I did not have any
1: say in the menu. Actually, like no? I mean, they created it, and then I said, it "Looks good." Like uh, I, did, yes. I wasn't like, "Hey, we have to didn't have these." I don't know if you guys were like,
0: "Guys, I had these tachos one time at this place, and you got to bring them over." Yeah. Or what
1: was the sauce with those tachos? Like a avocado ranch? No, it was
0: it was a like a crunch, like a cheese ranch.
1: Yeah, queso ranch. Queso
0: ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have that. So no, no. Those recipes are gone. We didn't have the, I had the burger. Uh, Steve had the charcuterie board, which he calls charcucci.
1: Sharp coochie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So everything was really good, but you know, so you're two weeks in now. Yeah. What's, what's the big takeaway? What's the one thing if you'd have known six, eight months ago, this was coming that you would have done differently.
1: So I think, you know, a good, lesson that came here you know to talk about is we've both started businesses but we've both forgotten how much work is involved because you had a little bit of that type of revelation when you did your scooters training where you were in the store for two weeks actually having a sling coffee and you were like hey guys respect (laughs) The, the production that we're getting ready to have out of these stores. And that was kind of the same thing for me. The reminder was just like, it's a lot of work to start up a business and get people trained and in place and get it running smoothly where you're not having to be there all the time, making sure that things are getting done.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the two weeks that I spent training, like, first of all, in this job, I sit on my butt a lot. Like I get up and walk around and yeah. talk to people. It's a lot of sitting when you're in the restaurant industry, there is no sit there is get up and go, 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 go some more.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, when we did our soft opening, you know, it was fun to kind of talk with people and everything. And then it's, you know, uh someone was like, Hey, you know, this table hasn't gotten their burger. Can you go check on the kitchen and see what's going on? Sure. No problem. I walked back there you know, and there's like, 12 tickets lined up and the printer's like, and I was like, okay, well, let me, uh, wash in. I'm like, you know, where you need me. It was like getting back on a bicycle. I hadn't ridden in a long time. You know, you're a little, little shaky at first, but I was back there slinging burgers and everything else, making sure we're getting everything done well so that everybody's excited. And, you know, we don't get the reputation of, uh, you know, like a steakhouse that opened and paste that right out of the gate, everybody was like, oh, they're, they're terrible and their food's not great and it takes forever. And we wanted to really avoid any of that type of stuff with our, our grand opening.
0: Yeah, that is, that's the key to a soft opening is to find out where you're lacking a little bit, right. Make some adjustments. Do we need an extra staff person? What's, you know, how does this, you know, you just don't know. It's a test run with friends and family typically so that you have a little bit of grace, hopefully. Right. But it's a lot of work. I mean, and
1: that's you know the big reminder is hey it's great and you and i are have both said you know we're empire builders but at each time and this is the crazy part about this this isn't the first time we've started a project and then been like oh crap i forgot how much work this was because we did it when we bought tampa and we were having to go down there once or twice a month and help do startups and help do hiring and help do sales and we were like man this is this is work. <laughs> and then, you know, we did it again recently with scooters and on both ends from the real estate side well, of it. Well, that was and- a
0: little different for us because while we did have to find an office in Tampa, it is nothing like finding real estate for scooters, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that was, I mean, honestly, I don't think unless we had the best real estate agent in the world come find us. Shout out to Brian. Yeah, has been fantastic. Chris, Um, that we don't know if he really exists. Oh, Chris Palmer. Yeah. (laughs) That guy, if he's out there, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. We've (laughs) never met him or actually spoken to him. We've seen emails copied with him and talked about by Brian, but never, never actually seen or talked to the guy.
1: But, you know, power behind the throne or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, we've
0: got some great sites thanks to them, you know. And for for us realizing what it takes to bring a concept to market, you know, with Office Pride it was different. Office Pride, you can literally operate it out of your house. Many people do. It it's not that way for a scooters or a brewery, right? Like you have yeah. to present that fun, inviting culture there, that like that that look that That's why Scooters is very, you know, big on curb appeal. They want you to have aesthetically pleasing yeah
1: location well and you know that's part of the reason we went with the franchise there and like already having done this so many times probably there's so many business owners that they get out there and they get started and they get frustrated cuz it's like several years later and they feel like they haven't gotten any better right they're still mm-hmm. in the slog but like i immediately was like hey we need to start getting Processes in place. We need to start getting people in place. Like my goal is not to have to be here every day, you know, to help close or to help open or to make sure that everybody's shown up and that everybody's delivering the level of service we want. But as we know, that's that comes with the the processes, and that's you know, with scooters, that's why we went with a franchise because obviously neither of us have ever run a coffee kiosk, and so we don't want to have to learn those hard lessons of, okay, well, how do we set things up and how do we train really well? And how do we hire really well? And how do we keep people really well? And how do we make sure that drinks are going out the window really quickly? And it's the same thing with a brewery. I'm already like, okay, so how do we set things up for success where it's not dependent on the owners of the the business to be there? And I think that's the shortcut that, and it almost comes from the e-myth really, because the e-myth revisited talks about this. Like, I haven't read that book in probably 10 years, but it comes down to that simple phrase that you've probably heard. If you've read any business books or been around any business talks, someone has said this to you and you may not have known where it came from, but you have to work on the business and not in in the the business. business. And that that quickly became my, my focus for
0: this new venture. Yeah, and so we talked a little bit there about, you know, opening with a franchise versus owning, you know, kind of coming to concept with your own idea. So you and I were during lunch discussing numbers, and your your opening week was a solid week, much better than the previous owner had.
1: Yep. You know. Probably 80% of what a normal week would be, or what we, we would anticipate a normal week to be.
0: Yeah, and so... With a franchise, so a good buddy of mine, Grant Johnson, who opened their first scooters a couple weeks ago in uh, Casper, Wyoming. So he and I had been texting back and forth with Chris about their grand opening. So their grand opening day, and this is what a franchise brings to, to the table, marketing processes, the people side of things. They did 50... Two hundred dollars their first day,
1: which, folks, if you don't know, that's a lot.
0: (laughs) Their opening week, and this may not be sustainable, but we'll we'll find out soon. Their opening week, they hit an astonishing forty three thousand dollars in revenue.
1: Yeah, which is just mind boggling.
0: Yeah, especially when you think about how much they probably gave away, because there's a lot of half-offs or $2 off. Sign up for an app to get a
1: free coffee. Yep, all that. Right,
0: that's astonishing to think about how much they probably actually did. But if you annualize that number, that's a $2.2 million store out of the gate. Yeah, which this, you know,
1: common knowledge here, I shouldn't say it's common knowledge, but that is way above what Scooters publishes in their franchise disclosure document for the average sales for the entire system.
0: But because of the training that he received, the staffing that he was prepared for, they were able to handle it. You know, we'll see in the coming weeks if they are able to maintain that, even if it drops off 20%, that's still a heck of a store. Yeah. Well, like you said, most,
1: if that was a mom and pop shop, so to speak, that would put them under in their first week.
0: Oh, Absolutely.
1: They probably would have run out of product and they wouldn't have been Which able to they were
0: having an overnight product and luckily scooters makes all that available. Right. So, I mean, it's similar to you guys. If you guys had opened with,
1: a, if we'd done that much,
0: a $7,000 day, yeah. you'd probably be out of beer, out of food. And like, uh, yeah. Well, and that's the, the challenge for us too.
1: Is like, we're growing from
0: basically nothing. Yeah and so we bought something that was extremely poorly run yeah and are changing the name and appreciation for it and the expectations
1: yeah but exactly so we're we're still having to trial and error a lot where with scooters all that's done for us we don't have to trial and error and think okay well how many staff do we need and how many kegs do we need to have and you know what's our our sell-through look like and you know how much do we need to order from the food truck to make sure we don't run out of food on saturday and yeah. All those things.
0: And for, for people that have never opened a business, it's, it's invaluable to have that information.
1: Oh, it's, it's huge. Cause even for us, it makes projections more realistic for us when we look at scooters and say, okay, well, what's, what's the timeline to pay back? And, you know, when can we expect to start making profit? And, you know, what's a realistic number that that profit's going to be where with the brewery, we're just kind of like, we got to kind of wait and see a little bit and get some numbers through and then make some adjustments. We don't have all of that. That's laid out for us, but you know, we do have the benefit of business acumen. So it's, you know, we're even ahead a little bit ahead of the game there. Yeah. If you had
0: no business experience, you'd be even further behind.
1: Yeah. You can take
0: what you've learned along the way and apply it, but it's still not quite done for you yet.
1: Right. Like exactly. We're able to, to, to tweak faster and, and see maybe what's coming quicker, but yeah, we're still having to just kind of go, all right, we need to wait a month or two to really see, you know, what is, what's our sales look like and where do we need to, to make some changes because we're open Wednesday through Sunday, but Wednesday and Thursday are anemic. And so it's like, okay, well, we obviously need to create some programming to bring people in on those nights yeah, and, so there's already, you know, some plans there. Same thing for Sunday. Sunday's not a great day, but we've already said, hey, we're going to shift our business hours and we're going to build in a brunch. And
0: Question. If I bring in my church bulletin, can I get 10% off?
1: If you do, I'll give you 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many restaurants. You remember, uh, how many restaurants I joked in Pensacola about that.
0: used to do that? I, I was like, you
1: remember when you could take your church bulletin and, and get 10%, 10% off? off
0: on a Sunday?
1: Yeah. I was Man. like, I don't even know if churches give out bulletins anymore.
0: I don't I think you have to download them on your <laughs> <laughs> scan the QR code and yeah.
1: I was like, I don't, I don't even know if they give those anymore. Maybe
0: bring in your tithe envelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh but yeah, you're right. You have to study that and then Saint Scooters does all that for you. It's all about reporting, and you know, they bring in Power BI and all these programs that help you study. That's how you make your staffing after the first two months is based on Power BI, where your where your numbers are hitting, and are you are you heavy in the afternoon, are you heavy in the morning? Obviously, coffee sales are better in the morning, but in the afternoon we also do different. Uh, there's teas, there's refreshers, or I think that's yeah. Starbucks name, but uh, Quencher? No, uh, blender? No, not no. blender. Is it I Quencher? I don't know. I drink them every day. It's it's Red Bull and. Infusion, infusion. It's a Red Bull infusion. Yeah, that's what Red Bull got job. me. <laughs> Good job. They also have quenchers though. That's a, that's like a acai blackberry lemon. Yeah. Acai. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously opening a business takes,
1: takes a lot of time, time. energy and effort, but, but you sh- can shorten the length that it takes for you to not be there every day by creating the processes and and the systems so that it's not dependent on you. Like you, if you're, if you're there and everybody's coming, to ask you questions, you don't have a process or a system in place. Yeah. And the more you get that, the faster you can step out of that. And that's obviously our goal with, with scooters is not for us to have to be involved in the day to day, but to very, very quickly mm-hmm. ramp up within a month or two and have it, a store open and then within a month or two, not need hands-on everyday, you know, handholding. I don't know how yeah.
0: to put it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we say all that to say, you know, if you're thinking of launching a business, just remember there are multiple avenues, whether it's franchise, whether it's mom and pop, whether it's buying and existing and improving, you know, just remember there's some work that comes into it. There's it is up a upfront effort. Um, you know, I tell people you have two options and I tell them this in franchising as well. You have to have two things to be successful. You either have to have a lot of time or a lot of money. If you have both, you're even more successful, but you have to have one or the other, right? You either have yeah. to have a lot of money to pay somebody to help you grow, or you have to have a lot of time to invest to grow. Yep. One of the two has to happen. It can't like, you can't not have money and not have time and hope to God your business grows. Yeah. It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I think you see that on Shark Tank where time and time again, people come in and they're like, well, this isn't my full-time gig. And they're like, well, then we're not interested.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, and for us, you know, that's why one of the reasons like for me, stepping back from office pride and focusing on scooters, you know, I had to make sure we had a solid number two. That's where you came into play and, and are taking over the reins there. But for me, I've got to focus on scooters development, bringing them up to speed before I can step back and, But at the same time, know that my first child is still well taken care of. Right. And and I think, you know, right now, yeah, you're very hands on in the brewery and having to be there often. And yeah, but the goal is for you to not have to do that.
1: Yeah. The goal is to be there because I want to be there and it's fun to be there and I enjoy it. Not because I feel like,
0: which is not the case currently. right? (laughs) Currently you have to be there because
1: yeah if somebody God calls out or if things pick up then you gotta you know, jump in yeah
0: so well we appreciate you guys enjoying this uh bourbon with us we uh we enjoyed that mixers and it is it all gone pretty quickly yeah i'm ready for another one so just uh try and decide what's the best route for you is it franchising is it independent and then uh, lean into it 100 percent. don't half heart it we'll see you next time on old-fashioned working whiskey